Welcome to the Empty Spiral Podcast, the official podcast of the Lacuna Coil community. I'm Russell Taylor, and I'm joined tonight by... Mike Dyer. And Matt Rycroft. So, first off, hand it over to Matt with the news of the week. Probably the top news we've got this week is uh, Christina having a photo banned from both Facebook and Instagram. Uh, she was at Eli Roth's, uh, was it Goratorium? I think it's called, isn't it? Is that right? I believe so, yeah. Gorat- yeah in, so. in Las Vegas, and she had a picture taken with some fake boobies and uh, posted it to much hilarity, but it was quickly removed again. For those of you who might be familiar with the um, the band Dimmelbogir, I can strongly suggest you look at the front cover of Puritanical Euphoric Misanthropia, which has a very similar cover, I felt, to uh, the, the picture that Christina posted. Not that we'll ever see it again, because I didn't save a copy of it. If anybody else did, then post it. So yeah, that's pretty much the only news we have this week. As promised last week, we have a fan interview with Marilia from Brazil, who attended her first Lacuna Core show this year, and had a great time there. I hope you enjoy the interview. It's uh, it's really fun to listen to, and it really gives you a sense of the, the kind of the, how excited the crowds are in uh, South America which reflects what, of course, we said in our own discussion a couple of weeks ago. So, enjoy. So, we'd like to uh, welcome Marilia to the Empty Spiral podcast. Hello, Marilia. How are you doing? Hey, hello everybody. I'm pretty fine. Hope you're all fine too. <laughs> yeah, we're doing pretty good. Pretty good, thank you. So, where are you hailing from today? So, um, I'm from Brazil, São Paulo. So, you went to a Lacuna Core show recently, I understand? Yeah, that's it. March 2nd. Such a memorable day. And, and that was the show in São Paulo, was it? Yeah, that's it. São Paulo. And how was the show? Well, for me, my husband and a couple of friends, it started way long before March 2nd. So right after they announced the ticket selling, I kind of rushed to buy our tickets. It was like December 19th and my birthday is December 20th. So I really wanted to have the the tickets on my hands by my birthday. It was kind of a birthday present for me. Oh, great. Cool. Yeah, and we just bought it right away. First day of selling, I kind of forced my husband to go there by, even though he said that, okay, there will be tickets on second, third day, but I forced him to go there and buy the tickets. So it all started with that. I, I really, really, I was really, really happy to know that they were coming to Sao Paulo again, because I missed them last year here, because we were about to, to get married and we were totally broke. So I couldn't go to the show. So it was really, really ex- exciting to know that they were coming back. And um, it all started, uh, as I said a little bit before. So we kind of designed our own T-shirts for the concerts. We usually do that when there is a, a concert of a band that we really like. So That's my husband, cool. yeah, <laughs> we really like it. <laughs> it's funny. So my husband designed our T-shirts, and we were like all counting down the days to March second. So it was really a kind of preparation for that. So this was your first show, then? Yeah, it was my first time seeing them live. I, I really regretted not going to the the 2011 show. So uh, I was really, really excited about it. I couldn't even wait for the day 
<laughs> so counting down those days, as you say. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then a few weeks, I think that about a week or two before the show, I discovered Coiler community and started chatting with everybody and got really excited about the, the opportunity of trying to meet them after the show and everybody there supporting me. So it was pretty nice to, to get to know all those people there. So it was really a nice experience and just about one or two weeks before the show. So I was pretty happy too to know all those people, uh, Lacuna Coil fans. So it was really, really nice. Excellent. So what happened on the day then? Yeah, the day. <laughs> um, I was planning to get there like really early, uh, thinking that we would be first in line. So we decided to, to leave home at about 8 a.m. Uh, but there was a terrible traffic jam and we could only arrive there by 10. And when we, we arrived there, I was kind of disappointed because there were already 30 people in line by 10 a.m. And wow. yeah, the venue was supposed to open by 6 p.m. So I said, oh my God, what are all these people doing here? Crazy like me. Uh, and they had the same idea. They just arrived earlier. And uh, there in line, I, I found out that some people had been sleeping in line since Thursday before the concert. No way. Sleeping for how many days beforehand? Was that three yeah. Days? Three days, yeah. Wow. I was not that they don't deserve it. Of course, they deserve it all. So I got really shocked. I said, "Oh my God, I lost all this time. I could have been here since <laughs> I don't know Wednesday." And okay, I, I work all day. My husband works all day. It was not possible at all. But I was pretty happy to be there early, and it were about eight hours in line. Wow. So it's, yeah, and it was extremely hot here and sunny all day long. So it, it was a little bit tiring, I should say, because uh, we had to sit on the floor and the sun shining above our heads. It was really, really hot. Of course, because so, it's um, summer in Brazil at the moment, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So it, it was not uh, something really enjoyable, but we were pretty happy to be there. So uh, there was another friend with us and a second friend joined us just in the afternoon. But it, it was okay. We met a lot of great people, a lot of fans, and it, it was really nice to know other people here from, from our country, from our city that are also Lacuna Coil fans, because it's really hard for me to find people that are Lacuna Coil fans here in Brazil. Most of my friends don't know them uh, or know them, but are not quite fans. So it was really nice to, to meet all those people. And they were there with the same uh, goal that was enjoyed the show. So it, it was pretty fine. Eight hours in line, but we survived. <laughs> So you got to talk to a few new people that you hadn't spoken to before? Yeah, yeah, that's it. That's really cool. And then at about uh, 6 p.m., uh, they opened the venue. Uh, before that, at about 4.30 p.m., the band arrived, but Christina and Andrea were not with them. So just uh, Pizza and Mouse and Ryan and their staff, but unfortunately, they, they couldn't stop to talk to us. I was really hopeful that they would, but they were rushing and they couldn't stop. So 
it was okay. We just saw them, said hello, and waited until 6 p.m. And then it was another hour and a half inside the venue. It was a small place for about 4,000 people. Okay. But it was okay. And we were really, really tired. <laughs> I was already starting to complain that my legs were hurting, my feet were hurting. I can well imagine after all that time standing <laughs> in the heat. Wow. Yeah, that's it. Uh, but then I thought, no, it, it will be worthy. I'm pretty sure. And at about 7.30, when the introduction for I Don't Believe in Tomorrow started, oh my God, it all vanished. We were not tired anymore. My feet were not hurting anymore. I, I didn't even remember that I had been under a killing sun for almost eight hours. I, I was even sunburned because <laughs> my skin is really fair. So I didn't even care. I just started jumping and screaming like crazy. We Brazilian people are, are known for being such a loud audience. So it was just like that. I couldn't stop screaming and jumping and I was so happy. And I, I even apologized to the people that were in front of me. We were like, <laughs> yeah, we were like third row. And I usually do that. My husband has a theory that I get into a kind of a trance when I go to rock concerts. And I get totally crazy. I for forget about everything. I just scream and jump and sweat like crazy. And I apologize to them. <laughs> so <laughs> That's great. Yeah, some two or three really nice boys that we met in line. And I said, oh, guys, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm totally out of control. So please don't, don't get me wrong if I scream in your ears. <laughs> it's just that I'm too happy. And nice. it was wow, <laughs> totally crazy. The, the energy they, they have and the passion that they show when they're on stage, it's Kind of magic it was magic for me so i just uh i couldn't do anything but enjoying it was pretty pretty nice how was the rest of the crowd around you was everybody singing along ah uh, yeah everybody singing along it was really really nice i think that they even got a little bit impressed by the the crowd singing the songs along and everybody uh so happy to be there and enjoying there was just a little problem after the second song, I won't tell you. There was a fight starting to happen. And as usual, uh, Christina just stopped the show, stopped the music and asked the people to to step back so that they could take a person that was apparently hurt out from the crowd. Uh -huh. Couldn't see that. I'm too short and I was far away from them. But uh, probably it was a fight, and she just broke up the fight, and she started talking to us like uh, she always does, and saying that we were a family and we should take care of each other there. We were there to, to enjoy the concert, not to fight, and if somebody was there to fight, that person should be out of the crowd. It was not the right place, the right time for that. And uh, I kind of had tears in my eyes when she finished talking to us because she's such a loving person they were so worried about us they didn't want anybody to get hurt so it was really really nice and everybody kind of 
chilled out after that. I think that people realize that, okay, guys, we're here. We are all their fans. It's like a family. So let's not hurt each other. Absolutely. She's like an inspiration on so many levels, isn't she? She really is. Yeah, yeah, totally that. And people respect her and Andrea so much that they, everybody was kind of, oh my God, what are we doing? They are going to be sad. They're going to be uh, disappointed with us. So let's not fight. We're here to enjoy everything, to enjoy their presence here. Uh, so everybody kind of chilled out and people started to calm down a little bit. At least around me, it was like that. That's pretty cool. It's really nice to, to have that feeling that you're all part of one big happy family and uh, yeah, the band encouraging us to do that. That's fantastic. Yeah, yeah, that's it. And and then it was pretty much looking forward for the acoustic set. I had seen a little on the, on the internet, I had seen some videos, and I was really, really excited to have the acoustic set because they play songs I really love. And then when they stopped, uh, they had a little break, few minutes break for the, the acoustic set. And then Christina came back, the crowd gave her a t-shirt, with a Lacuna Coil logo in green and yellow, yeah, the, the Brazilian colors, uh-huh. and signed by a lot of fans. I didn't even know about that. <laughs> if I could, I would have signed it, of course. But she was really happy with it, so she she had it uh, with her all all the way along the acoustic set, and it was really nice to see her happy face with the T-shirt. Brilliant. And then there was uh, the first song from the acoustic set that was falling and i really adore this song so i kind of screamed like crazy and not too many people were singing so my friend just said i could only hear your voice (laughs) (laughs) kind of screaming like crazy and i couldn't help it it was so beautiful and I, i got really emotional about it and when she sang it that I kind of forgot about everything again and there was a funny fact before the acoustic set start because the people started screaming that Christina was hot and she was shy about that as she always says she's not there to be a um, taken uh, because of her appearance and she doesn't want to be seen as a sex symbol or something but you couldn't help yeah people were just screaming and she just started to point at the boys and say oh but uh, andrea is also hot and pizza is hot and mouse is hot and ryan is hot and and the guys were like oh how nice they were pretty happy and, and <laughs> that's pretty funny just, isn't it? Yeah, it it was pretty nice to see their face there was a a, a moment during the concert, I don't remember when was it, but uh, everybody started screaming for pizza. And he was just like, oh my God, they're screaming for me. And he was so happy. And it's just something so simple. And it, it felt like it was uh, really important to him. So it was really nice, uh, her attitude towards that. She said, oh, okay, thank you. But the boys are also hot. So don't forget that they are here. Great. <laughs> She's just totally selfless. Um, and then by the end of the acoustic set, I felt a little bit disappointed because they didn't play End of Time. Oh, that's re- a shame, man. It's a really good song acoustically. Uh-huh. Mm. 
Uh, I was really expecting for for end of time because it's a, a really important song for me and my husband. We we even had it played during a photo video uh, that was screened on our wedding party. So it was really important to us, and I really wanted it to be played. And when the acoustic set ended and it's it was not played, I said, "Oh my God, I can't believe they're not oh, playing no. it." Yeah, I felt really sad, but they played it later on. It was not acoustic, but they played it. And when they started playing this song, I just uh, held my husband's hand and I cried like a baby. Oh, totally. that's beautiful. Oh, even, thank you for sharing that. Yeah, I couldn't even sing. I was totally drowned in tears and I just held his hand, kept squeezing his hand because it's a very meaningful song to us. And uh, he was like, oh, my God, <laughs> she's going to, to faint or something. But no, I, I only cried. I couldn't even sing. I couldn't even see them because my eyes, my eyes were so filled with tears. Uh, but it was really, really an, an awesome moment, a moment to, to remember, really important to, to me and to him. So I, I, then I got pretty much happy. I said, okay, they played end of time. Now I'm fine. The show could end now. And you would be perfectly happy and satisfied. Excellent. <laughs> Pretty nice. Um, there was something really uh, cool also about Andrea, and he kept saying thank you in Portuguese to us. They they always do that everywhere they go, and he he kept saying you know, thank you, thank you everybody, and it was it really means a lot to us when. A band you like comes to your country and they care about speaking at least a little bit of your language. So it was really nice. Mm, that shows a lot of respect, doesn't it? That's great to hear. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Because uh, it shows that they care about saying something that maybe not everybody that, that was there could understand English. Mm. So it's really nice that they could say thank you in our language. So we were pretty much happy about that. Fantastic. And then there was the second electric set. I was already voiceless. I usually tend to scream a lot. And then by the end of the show, I don't even have a voice to sing anymore. But uh, it, I, I kept singing anyway. <laughs> and then uh, the show ended with My Spirit, uh, such a, an also moving song. I really like it. And you can see their respect for the song. So it was really, really amazing to see it played live. So, also awesome. It sounds like you had a great show. Yeah, it was awesome. And I also had a few missions I kind of uh, had for myself for the show. So, the first one was to get first row. I couldn't, unfortunately, but we were like third or second row and it was pretty nice. I could see everything. Then the second mission was I wanted a guitar pick, <laughs> either from mouse or from pizza. Mm -hmm. And I'm short, I couldn't even think about getting one, picking one up. So I assigned that task to my husband. I said, okay, you need to get a guitar pick for me, no matter what. And did he manage to succeed? <laughs> yeah, well, in fact, I managed to succeed. Oh, well done, you. Yeah, so when Pizza threw one of the, the guitar picks, it came straight to me to my hands, like it was meant to be mine. So I just grabbed it and put it in my pocket. I didn't start screaming or something, but I was so happy and I said, okay, I got the guitar pick. <laughs> so I was really, really happy. 
And then I wanted the set list because I, if I had the opportunity to meet them, I would ask them to to sign the set list. So the set list was another mission. Uh, we waited for everybody to to leave the venue, and there were a few guys unsettling the stage. And there was a pretty nice guy, really. I don't even know his name, but he he was so nice to me. And I asked him for the set list. I said, "Oh, could you please uh, check if there is a set list?" on stage that you could give to me and he was like, like on the cell phone he asked me to wait a little bit and then after a few minutes he called me and there was my set list oh fantastic and yeah i thanked him a lot I said oh thank you thank you so so much it's something that for him probably it didn't mean anything it was just a piece of paper but for me it was so important that i really I really was happy. I couldn't stop thanking Hinek after the Lacuna Coyos concert. And we were outside waiting by their van. So we didn't see Christina and Andrea arriving. Probably they arrived after the crowd was inside to, to avoid people to uh, wanting to stop them or something. And then uh, we were there waiting by the van that they would take. So I started chatting with the driver. <laughs> it was a pretty cool man too. My husband says I'm crazy, but you know, fan things. Mm -hmm. And I started talking to him and he said, oh, I think that they're having dinner. They will come out in like 15 or 20 minutes. So wait by here, maybe you can have a chance to talk to them. And not only me, <laughs> other fans were there waiting to talk to them. But unfortunately, it was not possible to talk to them. I, this kind of, I kind of felt a little bit frustrated, like I, I didn't try enough, but it was not possible. They were rushing. They had, I think that they had to go to the hotel or maybe they had to take a flight, a really early flight the other day. So they just rushed through us into the van. They didn't stop to talk to anybody. And I, I could just um, hold Pizza's hand, shake hands with him. He was pretty nice to me. But unfortunately, there were no pictures and no set list signing. As oh, I that's had. a shame. Yeah, I really know that they're pretty, pretty nice to the fans. They always take some time to talk to the fans. Uh, you can see that on Coiler community, all the pictures that everybody posts and all the, the autographs and everything. So really, they, they couldn't. I'm pretty sure that they couldn't stop. If they could, they would have stopped. Absolutely, they they take they, have, they always take every opportunity to stop and chat if they can. So you could pretty much guarantee that they had to get somewhere very quickly, as you say, either to a hotel or um, onto the next venue via a flight or or something like that. So it's always very much time that stops them from hanging out. Yeah, they rushed here in, in South America because on Friday they were in Rio and then on Saturday they were here, on Sunday they were in Porto Alegre. So it was really a quick tour through South America, so they, they were really rushing. I even thought about going to the hotel that they were staying. I didn't even know what was the hotel, but we could follow their van by car. And then my husband doesn't really like it. He, he thinks it's uh, too much. But okay, they, they are tired, they want to go to the hotel, get there and rest, or maybe they will have to, to check out and rush to the airport. So let's not do that. Uh, if I were an artist, I wouldn't pretty much be happy if I had people following me all around. They need to have their privacy and some rest. 
So he didn't allow me to go to the hotel. <laughs> I would have gone <laughs> totally. That's fair enough. He said, okay, let's not bother them. They, they will come back in a few years. So you, you have your chance. Let's not uh, force anything. So we didn't go to the hotel. And we were all, also so tired and wasted. It, it was about 9.30 or 10 p.m. So can you imagine 12 hours standing? Yeah. So we were all wasted and we wanted to go home to rest. So that's how it ended. Um, it was quite a, a, an amazing experience for me to have the opportunity to be so close to them, to see them live. Uh, and they will come back, I'm pretty sure. Uh, I'm sure they will. They love South America. You just got to see the, the reactions from, well, fans like yourself. It's uh, When I see those videos on YouTube, I always go, wow, that looks pretty crazy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, people, especially here in Brazil, uh, they're too welcoming and too passionate with the bands and, and everything. It doesn't matter the, the style or the band, uh, Brazilian people, South American people in general, I think I can say, are really, really passionate. So uh, they really go there and they really buy presents. There were lots of people with gifts for them in line. Uh, some of them try to give the presents uh, during the show, some of them after the show. So it, it was really an amazing experience. And, and they will come back and hopefully I will have some time to to try to talk to them. I'm, sure, be, I'm sure that will be the case. Yeah, it would be pretty, pretty much awesome, kind of a, a dream come true. And um, let's hope for that. <laughs> Well, thank you very much for sharing your story with us. That's fantastic. Uh, you're very, very welcome. Also, thank you all very much for having me today. I was pretty excited about sharing this experience with other Lacona Coyo fans because for people that are not really fans, it's something like, oh, okay, but I'm pretty sure that everybody listening to, to the podcast will be like, uh, thrilled like I was and will share the same happiness I have I had on that day so um it was really really nice to to be here and to talk to you a little bit so thank you thank you so much that's <laughs> no problem at all um I've just got a couple more questions I'd like to ask you if you don't yeah. mind um when did you first get into the band Okay, it was back in 2005 um, when I met my husband. He was already a fan and he started showing me lots of good stuff, lots of good bands that I didn't even know about, had no idea. And one of them was Lacuna Coil. So he lent me uh, two albums, uh, Comalize and Unleashed Memories. And I started listening to them and he said, oh my God, they are so nice. I love everything about their songs. I, I love uh, Christina's voice and Andrea's voice and the way that their voices blend blend together. So I said, oh my God, <laughs> I was wasting my time all before. So I started listening to them even more and buying the CDs and kind of going to their website and seeing what they were doing, where they were touring. So it, it was, my husband was the responsible one for me becoming a fan. Excellent. And uh, what does being a Lacuna Core fan mean to you? 
Well, I, I think I might repeat what almost everybody said. It's like uh, sharing, being part of a family. Uh, I feel that. I feel that Lacuna Coil fans, we're so uh, united and we really uh, care about each other. It's like caring about loving each other, about being a good family and being there for the other ones and being selfless. It's really uh, inspiring for me, I think, that this kind of thought and this kind of behavior, like we're a family. We share the same love for the same band, so we are here uh, to to act like that. So for for me, it's it's like that. It's like a big family, and I I felt so happy when I found the community because I finally could share my love for them with people that felt the same love. So it was really really amazing, and it's really amazing being their fan. I'm really proud of saying I'm a Lacuna Coil fan. And when people say, oh, I don't know this band, could you, could you talk about them a little bit? And I start talking and then I see some people interested and I say, okay, mission accomplished. The more people uh, getting to know them and getting to, to understand that they're not just a band, they behave like a family. They, they really love what they do and they really show their love for us, for the fans. So it's pretty much that. Brilliant. Well, thank you very much for talking to us today. Oh, thank you very, very much for having me. It was really, really nice. It's, it's our pleasure. And um, look after yourself and your husband. And I hope you get to meet the, the band sooner rather than later. And I, yeah. I hope also that we'll be speaking to you again sometime. Yeah, yeah, sure. Thank you. Thank you very much. My yeah. husband sends his, his regard. <laughs> and we'll send our regards back. You take care. You too. I thought that was a really great interview. Thank you, Familia, for joining us and uh, giving us your thoughts on what it was like seeing Lacuna Coil for the first time. Yeah, it's a very nice story to hear. Um, it's always interesting to hear individual people's perspective. Um, and obviously, we're, we're slightly spoiled here in the UK by the fact that we get regular tours. Obviously, you need to appreciate in South America that manic fandom is, you know, they might only get to see the band perhaps, you know, once every, you know, three, maybe even four years. I think it's all the passion that's built up over time and then they, they finally get to release that like energy when when they're at the shows it seems from pictures and reports that we all hear about that they they are mega excited which you will be uh, of course if you, if you don't see them very often absolutely Tonight we're reviewing Stately Lover, the second song of Lacuna Corps' first album, In a Reverie. 
Mike, you weren't here last week, so you need to start. I think that's. I need to start. start. You do. Uh-huh. Yeah, you make up for your your drinking <coughs> habits or whatever. It yes. Is well, it up. was Italian beer, so uh, slightly forgiven, maybe yeah, h- h- half forgiven. Half forgiven. <laughs> yes. Okay. Um, let me think. Uh, I, I really like this song. I think that the the uh, the start of it and the guitar work on it is very strong, and I also think that it's the first time that we get to hear the strength of Christina's voice uh, compared to possibly um, a lot of other stuff on the original EP. And it's the first time we hear Andy's growling to uh, more of an extent than anything we've heard before. Um, Lyrically, I think it could be about breaking up in a relationship and wanting to go back to the other person and being slightly confused about that. But... Other than that, I really, uh, I really enjoy the song. I think it's it's nice for um, for a second track on the album. So I don't know what either of you think. Um, you go, just, go on in, you okay. go. Um, following on from Mike, um, pretty much the same. Um, about sounding harsh, it's not my favourite Lacuna Coil song, and I wouldn't go so far as to say it was it was filler. It slots in there nicely, but I wouldn't say it does anything sort of amazing um, for me but in saying that it has got some of my favourite lines lyrically on the album which is the um, using all the lies they taught you to hurt your mind which is sort of combined with the earliest earlier sort of sense of I don't know what the hell you're saying because you're going blind so there's there's some nice sort of words in there that sort of play on imagery uh, but musically uh, it's sort of one of the simpler songs on the on the album I would say you you picked out my favourite lines there. You stole my thunder. I love those yeah. lines. Andy's lines there, as you, as you say, yeah. kind of cuts in and says, uh, well, I won't repeat what you said. But uh, yeah, I, I've picked those out as my favourite lines from the song. Mm. Um, just picking up on what both of both yourself and Mike said. I really like the beginning to this song. I really think it works really well after the the end of Circle. I think the song structure is very interesting. It's, it's not what I would, I would describe as a typical song structure. Uh, especially the way the chorus flows. Mm. Uh, I love the music on this. This is the f- f- first time on this album that I I really, really like what they've done musically. Uh, just the way that the whole song flows, goes from one bar to the next. I mean, I, I, as you heard last week, I, I'm not the biggest fan of Circle. Um, so this song really kind of delivers the punch for me. I really like the way this flows through the rest of the album um the meaning yeah i think it's very interesting it's very very oblique very mysterious mm. as i was looking at the lyrics and i was i spent quite some time pondering them and writing down a few notes about what i felt there's clearly a, a difference of, of opinion between the man and the woman in this yeah. played by andy and of course christina uh it's like she wants him to be something he's not and she actually feels very vulnerable and she's pleading to him. Um, perhaps she almost thinks that he considers himself unworthy or confused. Whereas the man's view is that she herself seems to be twisted by some other person or concept or people. And he, he doesn't trust her or she thinks he's maybe a bit crazy. She's, you know, he's, Blinded by emotion, I think. Yeah, as yeah. Well. She, it's almost like he's the way that Andy sings it it's it's very confrontational and yeah. it's like it's like they're having an argument um which is interesting when you consider some of the other songs on the album but it's definitely a sense that he thinks she's a bit crazy or she just 
it's just a bit out there, really. Mm. Um, and I, I like the 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 title of the song, "Stately Lover." That's interesting in itself because stately, of course, is noble or grand or majestic. And I kind of read this when I look at the lyrics and then I look at the title. It's almost like she wants him to be a noble or grand or majestic person to sort of pick her up and be this knight in shining armour for her. Yeah. But he's going, what the hell are you asking me that for? Where did you get that notion from? It's very dark. There's a very kind of dark story that just seems to be just under the cover that we're not being told. Very mysterious. Reminds me. Go on. Sorry, not to cut across. I was going to say that looking at the last couple of lines, I find that quite interesting as well. It says, I just need you miserably, broken man, come to me. I just need you desperately, just want to change your mind. And there's two different perspectives you can look at that. Is it talking about you want the man miserable or is it, you know, the, the female voice of, you know, Christina asking, is she the miserable one? So there's two different sides that you can interpret it, which I think is very cool. Mm, yeah, I completely agree. Uh, and I, I hadn't, again, the way these lyrics are, structured i hadn't even seen that until you pointed it out and it, it, the, the part of it that, that sort of second uh part of that verse i just need you desperately is it's very clear that she is the one that's playing a very vulnerable part here mm. and she and i'm kind of i'm tempted to say that she's the one that needs him yeah so yeah, much yeah. that it's making her miserable because he either doesn't want to be with her or doesn't realise how much she needs him. And that, and hence my, my point, I said, where it's like she's pleading to him. But he, he comes across so aggressive. And I, and the, the lines, your, your favourite lines, you know, I don't know what the hell you're saying. He says that a couple of times, of course. And there is that growl throughout it. Mm-hmm. Um, and in fact, the next... The next point where where he goes, you know, all the lies they taught you to hurt your mind, and then he's growling while she's singing, "I can breathe now, I can breathe now," and I don't know, it's just something so bleak and mysterious about this song. I can see why uh, it's why in a reverie, seeing as it's the darkest album, when you see lyrics mm. like this, it's a great song. It's a great song, and I I've said this about many of the songs we've reviewed, but if you don't look at the lyrics for this song you need to because it adds just another dimension to the song really does so uh, what do we think score wise um seven okay I will score it yep okay Russ yeah I concur it's a, it's a solid seven for me out of ten I'm giving this one an eight out of ten this is really ups the game for me from from Circle I love it I think it's really dark really interesting great music one of my favourites from uh, Inner Reverie. So yeah, I'm giving this an eight. All right, that brings us to a close for today. Uh, join us next time when we talk about our most memorable Lacuna Coil show. We'll also be reviewing uh, Honey's Moon's Meat from, of course, Inner Reverie. Uh, if you want to contact us, you can, of course, do it through the Empty Spiral website, which is www.emptyspiral.net. You can also join us for our Facebook page, which is facebook.com forward slash emptyspiral.net. And, of course, you can contact us via Twitter, which is at emptyspiralnet. Look forward to uh, speaking to you again. Cheers. Thanks very much. See you next time. See you next time.